good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle. Before I really get into today's episode, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who has listened to, shared, rated, reviewed, dissed or dismissed, maybe hated on, or even loved this podcast. I just want to say thanks to anybody who's taken time to listen to it because this is episode 50. We have reached a milestone today. This is the 50th episode of the Jayhawker Talker podcast. So I'm stoked on that. And I thank each and every one of you who have taken time out of your schedule to listen to this podcast because without the listeners, this is just me talking into an empty microphone. And so I appreciate all you guys listening and for commenting on social media at Jayhawker Talker. You can find me there on Twitter. Always appreciated that during basketball season. It was a lot of fun going back and forth with you guys. Hopefully you'll be there back again for football season this fall or just whatever you want to talk about in the offseason. Let me know this summer, and we can get going back and forth on there. But this is the 50th episode of the Jayhawker Talker podcast. So before I dive into everything today, just wanted to say thank you to everybody who's listened to this podcast up to this point. I truly do appreciate it. All right, let's talk with basketball first. Let's get into it. The transfer portal is the main off-season topic at this point because there's thousands of kids in the portal. And everybody's starting to pick to see where they want to go, feeling it out, seeing where they're going to be a good fit. And coming up this Friday, Artario Morris, who we talked about last week on the podcast, who is going to be visiting Kansas, will make his decision this Friday. He visited Kansas this past week. And he's the number one point guard in the 2022 class, and he's ready to make his choice this Friday. He was the point guard who transferred out of Texas, and if KU would be a good fit for him, I think that it would be a perfect place for him to land because he he could really go anywhere. I mean, one of the top point guards in the nation coming out of high school in 2022 obviously wanted to go to Texas, uh, he didn't get the playing time there, I guess, that he wanted to. But if he came to Kansas, he would still probably be the first off the bench uh, complimenting Dewan Harris. Maybe Bill Self would be able to make it work where both of them could get in there and get in the mix at the same time. But for for Artario Morris, coming down to his decision on Friday, maybe it will be that he ends up going to another school. And I don't think that that would be an indictment on Kansas. I think it's going to be where he wants to play. And that's the trouble with the transfer portal right now. There's so many people out there. There's so many names in the transfer portal that all these guys want to find a spot where they can get playing time. Maybe not where they could have an impact off the bench necessarily. But Morris could look at it knowing that next year might be Dewan Harris's final season at Kansas. He could look at this and be like, all right, I'll sit behind Harris for a year play off the bench, start to get a feel for Bill Self's system. And then in 2024, that's really when I'm going to come into my own in the Kansas Jayhawks basketball program. That could be what he's thinking. I'm not sure. We'll find out on Friday together. Again, I'll be tweeting about it at Jayhawker Talker on Twitter, and we will talk about it next week on the Jayhawker Talker podcast for sure about that. So while we're hoping the best for Morris and that he could potentially arrive in Lawrence, Kansas, I do have to mention that another transfer who was considering Kansas last week ended up choosing North Carolina, and that is Harrison Ingram, uh, formerly of Stanford, decided to go to UNC. 
And he played for a former Kansas Jayhawk in Jared Hass over there at Stanford. But he ended up choosing North Carolina. So no fault for Kansas here. Again, like I'm saying, I've been saying it all along. It's going to be tough to get some of these guys here at the University of Kansas because it has to be a good fit. Bill Self even talked about it in his press conference last week. It has to be the right fit for the right time for these guys that are in the transfer portal. And it just wasn't the right fit right now for Harrison Ingram. He decided to take his talents to the University of North Carolina. Again, I'm not too worried about it because Kansas needs about three, maybe four transfers. They've got their one guy that they picked up last week. We talked about it on the podcast. Their lone transfer pickup so far, Townsend's Nick Timberlake, the six foot four, 205 pound combo guard who was 41% three point shooter last year at Townsend. He is going to be here with the Jayhawks. And I think maybe some of these guys like Harrison, who is also a combo guard type player, they see Nick Timberlake chose Kansas and maybe they're shying away from it a little bit. So not sure they're going to need another combo guard at this point, but there are other guys in the transfer portal that Bill Self is going to be trying to get in here. Of course, Arterio Morris is going to be making his decision on Friday. And then you've got the big fish out in the big sea right now, still making uh, no decision yet for Hunter Dickinson. He's the number one transfer portal player who visited KU last week. But there was a little bit of a disappointment that came with Hunter Dickinson. We wanted to see him sign here while he was on campus. Unfortunately, as he was leaving KU, he announced that he was going to be visiting Kentucky this upcoming weekend. So that's a little bit disappointing for Kansas because if you're the University of Kansas, you can't let this happen. You have the number one guy in the transfer portal in Hunter Dickinson on your campus. You have him in your house. You have him in the mecca of college basketball at Allen Fieldhouse. You're just a year removed from a national championship. You have the winningest program in college basketball history. You have the university donors willing to do whatever it takes to get these guys onto campus. And now that's legal with the name, image, and likeness. You can get these guys onto campus and feed them a little bit of money on the side. Not that maybe they weren't doing that before, but that's another topic for another day. But for a guy like Dickinson, you've got donors who will do whatever they want to get him to play for the University of Kansas. You got to roll out the red carpet. You got to back up the Brinks truck. You got to let him know that he can get whatever NIL deal that he wants while he's playing for that one year at the University of Kansas, because after next year, he's going to be going to the NBA. The 7'1", 40% three-point shooter, this is a guy that you need at Kansas. You have a void to fill at that five spot. And you can get Hunter Dickinson in here. you got to give him whatever he wants. It's like when the Kansas City Chiefs were trying to get Andy Reid to be their head coach. They brought him in for the interview. They brought him in on a private plane. They had the interview. Everything went well. They didn't let him get on the airplane and go to his interview at the at Arizona. He was supposed to fly to Arizona to interview with the Cardinals the next day. They didn't even let him get on the airplane to go fly to Arizona to interview with the Cardinals. They kept him in Kansas City. They signed the deal that same day. 
if you're Kansas, oh yeah, by the way, what did Andy Reid do the last 10 years in Kansas City? Three Super Bowl appearances, two Super Bowl rings, won the AFC West 8 out of 10 years. This, maybe it's not apples to apples here, but if you got a guy like Hunter Dickinson who can come in and change your program right away, eight, he was averaging 18 points and nine rebounds per game at Michigan last season. He can come in here and be a difference maker for your team that can be a guy that can help elevate your team, get back to the Final Four, get back to being a national title contender. And you let him leave campus. You let him tweet out that he's going to be visiting with the University of Kentucky, a rival blue blood school. How can you do that if you're the University of Kansas? Bill Self, what's going on over there in Lawrence, Kansas? You got to sign Hunter Dickinson while he's on campus. Don't let him get off campus. You've got a guy averaging 18.5 points per game, nine rebounds per game last season. Has a year of eligibility left. Could be an immediate positive impact player on the Jayhawks. And you can't land him when he's on campus. So hopefully his visit with Kentucky goes absolutely terrible and that he announces that Kansas is going to be his school of choice shortly after that. Hoping to hear Hunter Dickinson's announcement in the next couple of weeks. Uh, That's another name that we're going to be keeping an eye on and letting you know as soon as anything happens. Again, follow at Talker on Twitter. I'm going to be keeping you posted with the most up-to-date info there until the next podcast. In between podcasts, that's where I go to talk about this stuff. So get at me on there, at Talker. We'll keep you informed on every transfer portal move that they're going to be doing. Of course, on Friday, you got Artario Morris, who's going to be making his announcement. And then in the next couple of weeks, Hunter Dickinson, hopefully not going to Kentucky because that would just be aggravating when you had him right here on campus, ready to go, ready to sign, and you don't get the deal done. You just, it just, it's just frustrating. As a Kansas Jayhawk fan, you think that you could be able to get that guy signed while he's on campus. But I digress. Time to move on from basketball. Let's talk about some Jayhawks football. No surprise here. More transfer portal news because last week we talked about how they were losing their starting kicker because they brought in a couple kickers in the transfer portal, uh, lost one of their freshman quarterbacks. Uh, They're losing another freshman quarterback. Ethan Vasco, last year's third-string quarterback, has decided to transfer heading to Coastal Carolina. Uh, Good luck to him. I don't blame him at all for wanting to get out of here because here's the thing. The Kansas Jayhawks are set at quarterback for the next couple of years at least. This is uh, Jalen Daniels' team. Everybody saw it last year, but... You got super senior Jason Bean decided to come back. Even though that they honored him on senior day last year, he has that uh, COVID year, an extra year of eligibility. So Jason Bean is deciding to come back. He can fill in as the backup quarterback behind Jason Daniels, just Jalen Daniels, excuse me, just like he did last year. Jason Bean, Jalen Daniels, those are your top two options at quarterback for the University of Kansas. And one thing that, people might be a little bit concerned about is the health of Jalen Daniels because he got hurt last year a couple of times. Uh, He sat out for about half the season with a shoulder injury, came back at the end of the season, uh, struggled a little bit in his first game back against Texas, played fairly well against Kansas State, and then had an absolutely dominant performance in the bowl game against Arkansas. 
So what they're trying to do in the offseason, coaches, training staff, everybody, trying to work on Jalen Daniels to keep him healthy throughout the whole season. And we all know Jalen Daniels helped lead the Jayhawks to a 5-0 and start last year. He was on the Heisman watch list at that point at the beginning of the 2022 season. So you want to be able to build that momentum. If he had stayed healthy the whole rest of the year, they were in that game, only lost by a touchdown to TCU, even though Jalen Daniels went down in that game. TCU ended up playing in the national championship. So KU's just right there. They're right there playing with some of the best teams in college football, and they want to keep that momentum rolling. They don't want an injury to derail their season. So having Daniels be ready to go, as healthy as possible, in the best shape of his life, is going to be important. So strength coach Matt Gildersleeve said they want to make Daniels bulletproof, in quote, end quote. He he wants to make Daniels bulletproof. He wants to make him maybe not injury-proof. It's going to be impossible to do that to a quarterback. But when asked what that meant to Jalen Daniels, Daniels had this to say. He went back and looked at film from last year. And he said that he took a lot of unnecessary hits, a lot of unnecessary risks, took some shots from the defenses that he probably shouldn't have, probably should have limited those hits. And he's going to look to see how he can limit those going into the 2023 seasons. Smart idea for Daniels. He probably should have done that last year. The coaches probably should have been on him to maybe step out of bounds a yard or two earlier, maybe to slide a little bit earlier. But it's a live-and-learn experience for Daniels as he was going through last season. And it sounds like a good idea for Daniels to be able to do this. He also got into the weight room more this offseason. He's getting stronger. He's approached this offseason to make himself a better quarterback. And he says he's feeling good. He's making all the throws he needs to at practice. He's back out there. He's 100% health-wise. And he's ready to go. He's ready to roll. He's ready to make it another season where Jalen Daniels could be the talk of America again. Pretty much, I mean, the the Kansas football program in general got college game day to the University of Kansas last year, week six against TCU, but Jalen Daniels was the highlight of that first five weeks of the season. Jalen Daniels put KU back on the map. Uh, Jalen Daniels decided I'm not going to transfer and try to go play at a bigger school. I'm going to stay here at the University of Kansas. Gets that NIL deal with Adidas. That's what you can get at the University of Kansas. You can be the man on campus. You can be the man in college football. You, You can bring college game day to Lawrence, Kansas. That's how impressive it is for Jalen Daniels. So Daniels, again, he's not going to surprise America this year with his play, but he could take America by storm again, especially if he can stay healthy at the beginning of the year and play a full slate of games. Kansas is one of those teams, they can't sneak up on you anymore. They got that six wins last year. They're going to be on everybody's radar, but for some of the teams, some of the bigger teams in the Big 12, Texas, Oklahoma, they're still in the back of their head, oh, this is just the University of Kansas Oh, that's just the Jayhawks football program. No big deal. And KU could surprise some of these teams next year. It's going to be interesting to see what KU can do, how they can build on last year's six-win season. Jalen Daniels is going to be right there at the top of the list. So at the end of the show here, just want to give a quick shout-out to close the show today to two former Kansas Jayhawk football players who are going to be hopefully 
getting drafted this weekend at the NFL Draft in Kansas City. I'm going to be out there covering the NFL Draft. Uh, going to be out there Thursday night for the first round, Friday for the second and third round, and I will be out there at some point on Saturday covering the NFL Draft. So uh, it's going to be a good time out there. Uh, some of these guys aren't going to be necessarily out there for the draft. Only a certain amount of players are invited to be there in person. But shout out to KU former KU football players Earl Bostic Jr. and Lonnie Phelps Jr., who are both hoping to be drafted this weekend in Kansas City at the NFL Draft. Earl Bostic Jr. Uh, played at Kansas the last four or five years. Uh, he was a dominant force on the offensive line, one of their best tackles they've had at Kansas in a long time. Could be a swing tackle, maybe a guard at the next level. And I think Earl Bostic Jr. is one of those guys that could be a sleeper in the NFL draft, could get drafted to a, a team in the sixth or seventh round, could be a swing tackle for a team in the NFL. I don't think he's going to be a starter from day one or anything like that. But he could fill in in a pinch if somebody gets hurt. He can roll out there and do just fine for a team that's wanting to get a guy that can play left tackle, that can play right tackle. And he could even play guard at the next level as well. So he's going to be a very versatile piece along some team's offensive line. And I think he could go in the sixth or seventh round. If he doesn't get drafted, he will be one of those priority free agent, undrafted free agents. And... Good luck to Earl Bostic Jr. I think that he can be one of those guys that can be around the league for a long time as a swing tackle or guard in the NFL, a very versatile player along the offensive line. And then there's Lonnie Phelps Jr., who just came to Kansas last year from the University of Miami, Ohio. Uh, just played with the Jayhawks for one season, but he made an impact on that Kansas defense from day one. Had seven sacks, had two and a half forced fumbles. And it was incredible to watch him come in and just kind of take over the Kansas defense and really help out the team, be able to get them uh, to where they needed to go. They they were better defensively last year, and it showed in helping the team get to six wins. And at the next level, he's a little bit of a tweener. Uh, his size-wise uh, defensive end, maybe a 3-4 outside linebacker might be the best fit for him. But where he's going to make his money to start his career in the NFL is going to be on special teams. He played special teams last year at Kansas, too, and he was he was all over the place. He was a beast on special teams for the Kansas Jayhawks. So he's going to start out as a special teams player who could eventually work into a team's pass rush rotation if he gets with the right team. And I think both of these guys can have successful careers in the NFL, can hang around the NFL for the next 5 to 10 years as role players. And you need those guys in the NFL. You need those guys on your team uh, to, to be drafted later in the draft. You need to get those guys that you can hit on and have guys that can help you and your team build for the future. And I think that Earl Bostic Jr. and Lonnie Phelps Jr. are two guys who can do that for an NFL team. So good luck to those two guys. Hopefully they'll hear their names called and live out their lifelong dream to be drafted and a part of the NFL. Good luck to those two guys. Again, thanks to all of you who have been listening to this podcast. This has been the 50th episode 
of the Jayhawker Talker podcast. It is in the books. I really appreciate all y'all listening to this podcast, uh, giving me a platform to speak out to you guys about the University of Kansas and their athletics programs. Hopefully you've enjoyed a few of these episodes along the way and continue to do so. Share this podcast, rate it, review it on iTunes. Uh, You can share it with your friends. You can subscribe to it as well. And just let's keep going. Let's roll with it. 50 episodes in the books. Let's go to 100 episodes in 2024. And that's going to do it for today's episode. You can get at me at Talker on Twitter. We can keep the conversation going there. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Go ahead and check out my latest article up there at heartlandcollegesports.com. And until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.